0: Hi guys and the warmest welcome to the passion break podcast so today I have a special guest here Tamara
1: (laughs) hi guys it's Tamara thank you for the invitation and I'm happy to be here
0: it's amazing so yeah I wanted to draw a passionate great potential people here (laughs) who I know and Tamara and we met actually in a dinner And I felt that straight away we had this connection and we were just like talking and it was just like, it just went deep. Like we went deep straight away. (laughs)
1: It was very deep from the first second on it was, yeah. Yeah, but we
0: both have Scorpio in our, you have Scorpio (laughs) rising, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm Scorpio sun, so. There goes the <laughs> deaf. <laughs> 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 yeah, true, yeah. So yeah, today we are going to talk about a little bit what Tamara does for her profession and her shift to it. And as well, we wanted to touch a little bit the topic topic of codependency. Because personally, I am super interested about it and I feel that Tamara just knows so much about it. So further ado, let's jump into the episode, shall we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, maybe you can start by first explaining your journey uh, to your potential and passion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so um, with me, it started like with 16, when I was 16, I discovered the beautiful world of psychology, which means that um, I suddenly discovered, because I come from a very, um, very hard family system. Mm -hmm. So when I was 16, I had already like a lot of questions, right? I had a lot of um, answers that I needed for my life and why I felt um, in specific kind of way. And I just was very much longing for concepts and answers to this because of course my family wouldn't give it to me and also like our school system is not equipped to explain to you why you feel certain things or or why you can't get to certain things or why your reality is different than maybe your schoolmates realities right Mm. so when i was 16 i discovered like this beautiful world of psychology and i always say this joke that i can like count on my two hands how many novels I actually read in my life i'm twenty seven now, yeah, so everything else yeah. was just like um scientific books about therapy and psychology and behavior and everything. so, um I started studying psychology as well, but after mm-hmm. two years, I quit because I discovered that it's not psychology what I want to do, but it's psychotherapy mm. and because psychotherapy to study psychotherapy, it's a very very how do you say like luxurious treat because in Vienna you need to pay like at least 30,000 euro to be able to have to be a psychotherapist Mm. so for me in that age and with my background it was just financially not possible so what I did was I went to institutes who like offered um shorter education Mm -hmm. in that in that uh, area And ask them if I can work for them in exchange for the education.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Oh cool. So (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) This is new for me too. Yeah, (laughs)
1: exactly. So I went um to the institutes and I picked one up that did Constellation therapy so mm. i'm certified to be a systemic coach and mm-hmm. working with the specific method from psychotherapy which is called constellation therapy right and it's as well very deep i'm i'm not allowed like you know how it's with rules and laws yeah. and stuff like that. i'm not allowed to call myself a therapist i'm just like a systemic coach right but i'm a trauma-informed systemic coach which mm. means i technically this is everything is th- technically right Mm because in practice I do very much deep like um deep work with people and um yeah and after that I did um another another education as well in another institute and in that also I worked in exchange for for um for the education and it's called in English I think it's uh, called psychological counselor Mm. like that this is a term for it yeah and for mediation I don't know if if you know what it is but it's just like conflict Actually. um it's it's conflict re- resolution in a healthy way okay this is what a mediator mediator does mm. and um yeah and since then i'm like because i worked in the institutes i just have a lot of experience also in background and i did a lot of constellation therapies already and i also built in vienna then my own experimental group with my mm. colleagues where we would just experiment a lot with the method itself for me to gain like deeper knowledge of it. And um, we like asked different or difficult questions that we wanted to solve with the method because I wanted to see how far I can actually go into topics with this specific method. Mm. And it's still to this day, I tried a lot of things. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I have tried like myself from energetic healing until to therapy methods to mm. psych- like scientific... Um, therapy methods. I tried a lot of things and still like constellations are still my favorite method of, of them all.
0: That's cool, yeah. And
1: um yeah, and since then I'm working one on one with people. I can also do one on one sessions with people
0: with the method and yeah. also in groups. That is beautiful. And I think already now, like when I'm listening to the story, it's just like it was there. Like that was that passion yeah. was rooted there. Yeah. And I, I found like this is what I really want to lift up for many is like we we don't all have those possibilities to go this like great schools. And just mm. like we kind of think that we need to do A, Y, Z to actually get into this point but then we can actually understand that no there's there's different ways Mm. and I think that this was also very beautiful you said you read so many books and you went to like this institution because you didn't have the money for go to the actual school but you made it and now you have the capability and capacity to actually work on -on one-on-one which I think is amazing because you got into the same point that you would if you would go to that expensive school yes but your passion was just the drive of like I want to do this this is what I'm interested in It off yes and I also might have a perfect like background and kind of that you had those thoughts what are other people's realities you know and you wanted to solve it and you wanted to get answers for it and you went for it so I think it's cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is it's like you
1: need to be creative especially Mm. if you live in a world where it's like so easy to say just go to school right, right? That yeah doesn't, true doesn't incorporate like mental health or social status or stuff like that right yeah. so i needed to be when i was like it happened when i was 20 or something when i was 20 i just needed to find solutions like mm. how how do i get there because i could feel that it's not i really want to be a therapist but it's just not not possible for me and i don't want to yeah. lose time yeah. so being creative and really going to people and being honest this is what I what I yeah, did true. I was just mm-hmm. like honest I was just like I'm super interested I read tons of books I have like a base knowledge of it but I just can't afford anything else and I just can't pay you for it can I work for you right and do you have any programs, do you have any solution for me? And then I went to meet the the owners, mm-hmm. the CEOs, and then I just explained it. And the funny thing is that after my education, I, I also, like, continued working for them. Because right. just, like, they were happy with my work, of course, because I'm I was, like, intrinsically motivated to really get mm-hmm. there and yeah. to help them, so... Yeah, it was a beautiful experience and very like broad. It was not just education, but I also got like uh, management skills and organizational mm. skills, and um, get to to see, like I I got to see the the deeper structure of the business itself. This mm. is why I'm also very excited to build my own business in this term. So right. yeah,
0: so before we go into the deep core of What is it like to be a therapist and what is exactly the way that you do it? Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to like ask or not ask, but to say just out loud if that fact that when you are speaking up Mm -hmm. and you are honest, like you said, like about what you want. Mm -hmm. And even though you weren't maybe sure from the first years, like this is exactly what I want, but Mm -hmm. you just have that fire for it. And I think it's so, like, people can see it, you know? Yeah. People can see that you come from, like, vulnerable and raw place of saying, hey, you know what, I don't have this money, but I want to do this. Like, yeah. what is the solution? Do you have a solution? And I think them seeing you being so passionate, they knew that, okay, there's something that you actually want to do this. Like, this True. girl wants to do this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And therefore, they give you this space. Yes. And I, I, like, was there also other people who were doing it or you were, like alone doing this kind of thing. In
1: the first one, it was another girl who did the same thing she but she did half half like okay. she she made like the um the agreement that she would pay half and pay she would work off.
0: Mm. And
1: um I did like the full the full education cuz for me it was not possible right. like, to pay anything. So um yeah, and then in the second one it was just uh, just me doing this.
0: Yeah. yeah. So they actually offered especially for you this (laughs) amazing shout out for them (laughs) (laughs) okay so um we will maybe go then straight away to talk about how do you create the therapy session and what is exactly systemic coach doing yes
1: So the constellation therapy usually comes from the term of family constellation therapy, right? So Mm -hmm. you can look at family dynamics. This is the history of it. It started all with looking at family dynamics in a deeper way, which means um, a constellation therapy is usually done with like five to seven people. Like I do it Mm -hmm. with usually five to seven people and I have one client, okay? And we all sit in a circle on chairs, okay Okay. this is how it starts (laughs) and the client is next to me and the client explains the topic or the issue that that she or he has right Mm -hmm. so let's take an example let's say i have somebody like a woman coming to me and saying she always like fights with her boyfriend and Mm. she doesn't feel happy anymore she doesn't know anymore what's the issue if it's her if it's the boyfriend if Mm. she should break up or what she should do like she doesn't know any solution to it right so what we do is we investigate the problem the situation and then we decide for roles like to pick roles for the for the topic which you can imagine like a theater play yeah, right we are preparing like yeah we are preparing like a theater play so yeah. she would pick somebody from from this group of people sitting there she would pick somebody to play herself yeah. she would pick somebody to play her boyfriend she would maybe pick it depends on the on the conversation that we had and the decision that we made um she would probably pick somebody for the relationship itself and she mm. would probably pick somebody for the problem and somebody for the solution of the problem
0: wow so there's going to be a lot of people then.
1: <laughs> yeah I, I mean this is like the the general just for you to understand like we we would usually just start with her and the boyfriend mm. and and then slowly with the dynamic of the of the session we would like incorporate the other aspects of mm-hmm. the relationship but um just so you know that you can take also abstract like roles right it doesn't have to be humans it can also be something like the solution right and then and then you you tell Mm. somebody now you are the solution to my problems right
0: (laughs) i like that (laughs) right (laughs) yeah
1: and um and then it starts and then like the people take on the roles and this is where the magic happens of constellation therapies, right? Mm. Because um the magic is that it is scientifically proven that it works, yeah. but it's not proven how it works, like why? Mm. And you can't really tell why if somebody just says, I'm now you're playing your mom, why in the constellation session itself, it really plays out like your real family system, right? right? So the beautiful thing and magical thing about it is... And I always say I need to say this because I always say this. Like constellation therapies are, are like chocolate cake, right? Okay. You can't explain somebody who never was in a constellation therapy. You cannot explain how it tastes, how how it feels to be in it, right? right. You need to eat chocolate cake to know the flavor of it, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> so this is how it is when you are <laughs> This is how it is when you are in a role because people ask yeah. me, like, but how is it when you take on the role of somebody, right? Mm-hmm. How do it, does it feel? How does it change? I can not imagine. And then I always say you can't really explain. You need to be in the constellation therapy to yeah. know. And this is like for me still the most profound and and beautiful and deep method that I found because it's like you can see so fast how mm-hmm. what the dynamic is. Like the client who sits next to me while the the theater plays out yeah. is immediately feeling the field. Is feeling the dynamic between her and like she's for the first time taking this. This um, internal world, world mm-hmm. outside of her, and mm-hmm. seeing it in front of her, right? So healing, incredible, yeah. And we can also see specifically where it comes from. For example, like if the root cause is really like her having troubles with her own dad, for example, mm-hmm. right? It will show in the constellation therapy, which would mean that. Uh, we would pick then somebody at some point to play her dad. Right. And then we would take the whole focus from the relationship to first healing the relationship to her dad, because obviously it's influencing her relationships right now. Yeah. So, but it's individual. Like with every client, it's a different story. And this is why I like this method, because you never know what will come up, right? Mm. And um, it's every story is different, and I still think that it's one of the most, also very fast ways to see where we need to work on, right, to not lose time on, on, because I could coach her, like, days, right, about her relationship with her boyfriend, but in one constellation therapy, we can actually see that conversation needs to be shifted to her relationship with her dad, right, Mm -hmm. and not losing time on the conversation with her relationship about her relationship
0: Mm. i think it is so beautiful like that there's gonna come this group energy and I think when this group energy comes it's so much more healing because it's like you're not here alone Mm -hmm. like there's other people who are experiencing this with you and I just think it's so natural way to go through because now when therapy is coming more and more like popular I feel that people are like kind of saying but I don't want to sit with one person in one room and tell about my life and of course there can be be more pressure of like well then five people will know about what I did or something but like I think it's it's because obviously people come there by knowing that this is therapeutical Mm -hmm. and people come there by knowing that this is something that maybe they want to also heal in themselves so that's also great for them but to just like see that there's people that are supporting you and you don't need to just talk to one person. You can like share this out and you can just see these people like working with you. I just think it's so beautiful. It is, yeah.
1: I had yesterday, I had a a constellation therapy session Mm -hmm. and um, also the the, uh, comment at the end was really from everybody, like how they observe that the fact that it's witnessed by many people who are there with their most heart-centered intention to help you, right? Mm. Is what is healing. Because trauma, when you think about trauma, trauma is experiencing an emotion by yourself alone, not being seen by anybody and not being co-regulated co-regula- with anybody. So it's like the opposite of trauma which means healing right to Beautiful. be witnessed mm-hmm. to be witnessed by people and to have people seeing you in this pain and seeing you and, and saying like like i can feel it too because right. i'm in your field right i right, am yeah. playing it out for you and mm-hmm. and i can feel how how that felt for you this is like the healing part of the what it does with our subconscious is that the first time in a child for example would see that oh my god there are people who actually understand us right mm. who are here to help yeah. us and there's a lot of healing energy in constellation therapies which means like um there's a lot of like sometimes crying or hugging or just very healing scenarios where um yeah it's just like in in I haven't had any other experience in any other therapeutic or coachable like session Mm. than I had in in consultation therapies for sure. Mm.
0: So is is the person, him or herself, part of the play or it's just like watching the play?
1: Just watching, the client is Mm. just watching always and then at the end when we have the solution. Yeah, when when everything like when we work through the the blockheads and we work through the problems and everything, and at the end like there comes like this beautiful healing energy mm-hmm. that when you witness some concentration therapies, you can tell even by just watching it like there comes yeah. <laughs> like this beautiful aligned harmonic um, energy where every participant can feel it, right? Mm-hmm. And then when this energy occurred, then I exchanged the role with the real client, right? So the real client can get into the scenario and feel this energy for him or herself right and then take this like and then I also guide this through which means I tell them the client okay look at each role try to connect with it try to connect so you can really see that this is like your heal system right this is how it can feel like mm-hmm. and try to take this 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 emotion and this this memory with you because this is the healing part of it right
0: so how does the the actors, how do they, like, um, come into the space? So they, you, do you give, like, a story baseline? Where, where do they start kind of the acting and, like, what they will say, like, first? And, like, I'm just really curious to see, like, where does it start? What is the first step when you've set the roles? <laughs> this is, like, here comes the chocolate part, right?
1: <laughs> where you can't really explain, but it just starts by you tell we did we do a meditation beforehand to just like ground ourselves right, right. and get rid of every expectations and every thoughts and everything mm-hmm. that you think as a role that you need to do because there's no right and wrong at, when you're mm. in a role when you get the role of somebody like for a mother of somebody then the only thing you need to do is just listen to your body and tell me what is going on which means like Is your body changing in any way? Do you get any emotions? Do you have... And then I guide you with the questions through. Like I Mm. ask you, do you have any connection to any other role? How does it feel when you look at this person? How does it feel when you look at that person? Mm. And the only thing you as a role need to do is just to tell me what you observe, right? Mm, There is no right, there's no wrong. And this is also why, for example, it's important to say because... Roles. When you come as a participant, you also need to pay like ten to twenty euro usually, just to play a role. Because playing a role itself is very healing. Because you first you say like there's a saying in constellation therapy that that you never get a role just by accident. it's just if somebody picks you for her mother then you have a mother issue going on there for sure like there there is there is something that needs to be solved like of course like it it depends but Mm. the thing is that you can like while being in a role you experience actually you shift in your own system to the healing energy right Mm. so it heals in you as well yeah, sure. And I have people in, I had people in Vienna who never had their own um, constellation therapy for themselves, but they only came as roles.
0: Right. Like, and they never... The yeah, and they just <laughs> They
1: just loved the experience. They loved the insights that they uh, could get home. And they would work only with the impressions that they get as being a role without even having, like, being my client ever.
0: Mm. Yeah, because I was thinking that even though... Um, Let's say that the mother, like you get the role of a mother. Mm -hmm. And even though you get like a little story baseline and you would say like whatever words or whatever would come into your mind to just like express this mother energy, Mm -hmm. even though it wouldn't like be the truth of like what actuality happened or how the mother actually like acted out or something. But I just think that this just gives another perspective for the the person who comes to this therapy session to just like understand hang on how about if my mother actually thought that way how about if my mother actually wanted to act that way or so so that can like also be healing that you're not seeing the truth because obviously no one else knows the truth like you have the truth and also it's your truth um but to just get another perspective. Sometimes only just getting one perspective can just heal you by just clicking in and understanding, hang on, like, how about if I've been living in a lie? And how about if it's like this way? Yeah. I mean, here it's important to say that like when you
1: are a role, when you step into a role, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't happen very often that you mix your own. Like, it's it's very specific. This is why I say it's it's not possible to really explain how it feels because it's magic yeah (laughs) because when you when you get on a role you really feel different it it kind of really you you left you're leaving aside your own personal experiences Mm -hmm. and you get completely new ones right and then from those new ones you can then when you when the constellation therapy finishes you get like this information that you can take on for your own life as well mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and because you processed it you know now the emotional pathway to how to actually change it in your own system because you just experienced it in another client's story right mm-hmm. and um this is just important to say that, that it can sometimes happen that you mix up as a role, but I, I, can, I can tell immediately. Like me as a, as a conversation therapist, I can tell immediately when a, when a role... <sighs> mixes up his or her own okay. story don't bring your the- shit here exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is what i say in a very nice way in the meditation beforehand yeah. <laughs> like leave every expectations everything you know about your own um self like mm. just leave for one hour behind and just focus on this on this um on this session right now so Love it.
0: yeah good thank you for sharing that you're welcome so before we started recording um the episode we were starting to just talk about what we want to cover and literally like again i just hope that we would have had the record button on because we started to talk about codependency and it was just so juicy and i actually started to cry (laughs) like like what's she like this is her power like she just goes straight into the core and it's just like explaining about your life and about the structure and you're just listening there and you're like what the fuck is happening (laughs) like that's how I felt like you literally laid out the problem of my first relationship And I'm just listening and I'm just asking a few questions, still like keeping my ego up and just being like, yep, yep, like she doesn't know about this. Nope, nope, nope. And then she just says like straight on the word explaining it and then I can just feel that my tears are coming and she's just looking at me and she was like i knew that this is gonna happen
1: i know i make people cry people yeah. pay me to make them cry like i'm, I'm good
0: you want that i make you cry call me
1: yeah. give me a call if you want a good cry give uh, me a call yeah
0: so for me i just want to like say this background story about this so um i've gone now the therapy for almost a year. And for sure, it's been one of the best investments that I've done. I can recommend it to everyone. And I I still would say that really go with a curious mind, but also look, like, investigate a therapist that really resonates with you. Mm -hmm. Because I've also had therapists that doesn't resonate with me and Mm -hmm. they can ruin the whole process, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really, like, very important that you resonate with a therapist Mm -hmm. and that you can actually feel that he or she is, like, really really wanting to know your story and not just doing it for the money, you know? Because there's, of course, there it's, it's a job. So yeah. there's people who does it.
1: Yeah, it's very important what you just say because actually um, the healing part in psychotherapy is actually the connection to the therapist, which mm. means the method itself isn't like this is... Um, well-known knowledge in psychotherapy that Mm. it's not the method that you do it's more the connection to the therapist that is the healing part so Mm -hmm. it needs to click right it needs you need to as a client to feel like okay this is the person that I want to work with and there are components that you can look at at the beginning like do you trust this person does this person seem um seem uh, capable not capable but competence right Mm -hmm. does does this person has like um the skills to help me and do I feel safe how do I feel after walking out of a session right yeah so this if you feel all of those things then it's a good sign that that you can actually good work with a therapist Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so what would you actually say now like a side question if someone wants to start a therapy Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what would be their first step to actually like reach out for a therapist where do do they find like a good therapist for this house?
1: This is a very good question. Like I would first always start with referrals, which means talk to people. Like mm-hmm. let mm-hmm. people tell you if they had experience, right? Because this is also very healing for other people as well to hear like those like vulnerable questions.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then I would just start um searching. It depends very on what you want, right? It's difficult to say um how to find somebody because it's more important of what you actually want do you want somebody to to be near you or are you okay if working online because I work with my clients when I work one-on-one I work online mostly Mm -hmm. because they're international so for me it's more like you need to get clear on what you want do you want a therapist do you want a coach so maybe researching first which kind of methods are out there and if you don't know just like talk to people who know right Mm -hmm. and ask questions and then do investigation and then call more like therapists or coaches who um are working in this area and then you can feel from your preference which is the one that you really want to work with
0: yeah that's good and i think also there's like international websites i will link them like below Mm -hmm. if i find them but like there's Like you can see different kind of therapists, and they just like have their list of content. At least I know that there's one in Finland, but I don't know Mm. is there like an international English-speaking therapist community.
1: There (laughs) are also like those apps where you can chat with therapists, right? Where you just pay I don't know forty or something dollars a month, Mm. and then you're like can chat with them internationally. I don't know, like you, there's research to be done for sure, but. Yeah, this is one way, of course.
0: Okay, cool. So let's go back to the codependency. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I wanted to say this. So when I started my therapy journey, I knew that I had a lot of things to talk about and things that I really wanted to solve out but one of the things that really rose actually just from self-realization i think this is also the thing that the therapist is not going to give you the answers it's like you real like realizing from your conversation of things and by time you will understand better and understand like you know connect dots and finally start the healing process of it and for me what i started to connect was that i am actually a codependent Mm -hmm. i have um I don't like to say issue but I have a codependency tendency very good very yeah. self-reflective yeah I like that <laughs> 10 out of 10 <laughs> so um, this was it was a bit shock for me because I don't like titles like I don't like to put title you are codependent mm. you're depressed you're mm. anxious like I don't like this thing mm. but Obviously, it's easier to say, okay, if I have a tendency for codependency, sounds so good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you're rapping. Yeah.
0: <laughs> codependency, the tendency. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, so if I, <laughs> I mean, you got to make a laugh from that, right? <laughs> so, if I have that, it's like, of course, making it easier to go for therapists and say, hey, you're going to have that. Like, let's work on that. And I knew that I know that there's actually a few Instagram accounts who are talking about it. And I like every time that they've like posted something about it, I just like feel like, wow, that Mm. is me. Mm. So, what we talked with you earlier, what made me cry was that we lifted up my first relationship where we both, which I did not understand first, but we both were codependent. But this was for me like, Heck, okay. First of all, you can explain what is codependent person and then the two sides of codependency. Yes. Um,
1: Okay, so first, a codependent person is just somebody who um, merges with the partner, which means like your identity and your self-worth and your self-love and self-respect is based on your partner, Mm -hmm. um, which means... Like a very strong indicator for that is for example if the mood of the partner is influencing the whole relationship like i i think that most like a lot of us can relate to to this dynamic that yeah. like when the that our partner is like annoyed or not well or whatever that we take on the responsibility to fix them this is another big indicator of condependency is this taking responsibility of the reality of our partner so like if he doesn't feel good for example then we say like oh my god what did i do or what can i do to make him better right and the problem here is that we are not regulated until he is regulated right Mm -hmm. and this is like the the very hard part about it because we can't seem to really like shut down until it's harmonious again mm-hmm. and the codependent part is just somebody who's very like codependency means basically the need to be needed so they um, it's not like a nice way to just be needed because we all need to be needed like mm. we, we love the, the feeling but this is like really the need of I need somebody to fix like I need somebody who is dependent on me yeah, so I can fix my partner right and they choose partners who are Mostly either like fixable, like yeah. they have a problem that they need to be fixed, so so the codependent part takes on and says, "I'm going to fix you." Yeah. so every time the f- the fixing part, the f- fixing partner. Is bad or it doesn't feel good we feel like oh now I need to step in now is my like big role where I can shine <laughs> and it's also and it's also like combined with um, this thing of we think that if we fix them mm. then we get rewarded with love with loyalty with oh now I'm a good person now because I helped him and I solved his problem or I made him like regulate um, that I am now worthy of love and now look at me how good of a girlfriend I am if yeah. I do this right
0: yeah so it's exactly that yeah I mean codependency is a really nice word for it exactly because you are a pendant yeah for his or hers like words and feelings and mm. emotions and like his or hers reality yeah. so for me this tendency came from a family first and then because we learn in our family time or like in a ch- childhood, we learn the dynamics of this mm-hmm. is what love is, this is what relationships are, this is how they work. So it was natural for me to enter to a relationship what was codependent mm-hmm. because that was what I learned mm-hmm. that this is what connection means.
1: Exactly, yeah. It always comes like the root cause of um codependency is a lack of self identity and self worth mm-hmm. so there have been like and the lack of self identity roots in in a childhood where boundaries were not clear which yeah. means mm-hmm. where like boundaries either your your real identity was not respected which means you had parents who always told you you need to be different or mm-hmm. you're not not allowed to feel how you feel or you could feel that your parents were maybe too overwhelmed with your true identity right so you started like like getting or shutting down or like minimizing your true self for the sake of your parents or there were like um enmeshment which means like you took on the responsibility of your parents because you could feel that your parents were not stable enough for example Mm -hmm. and then um you took on like the role of of the parent itself so so they were never you never had like kind of this space to develop your true self because you always needed to be the parent for your parents right so if you don't know (laughs) yeah so um (laughs) if we don't know who we are of course then we we seek for somebody who represents how what we know love is right so we seek for partners who are doing the same thing with with us which is not respecting our boundaries or not helping us to really find our true identity
0: yeah it was it was just so beautiful i hope you can also see like the way that tamara puts these words together it's just something at least for me to stress so deeply that it's just like so relieving when someone else is seeing what you're thinking Mm. And this is what I love about therapy. It's like you understand me. Yeah. You understand what I went through. And that is so healing because it's like you are there, you you know this knowledge, Mm. and you're saying, Hey dear one, yeah. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't your fault, so to say, you know, like of course we all want to kind of it's easy for us to say, Oh, it was my fault that Mm. my relationship with my mother was bad, or Mm. I could be a better child, or I could be a better Mm. daughter, or whatever. And then you just understand like you were a child who just came into this world didn't know too much and now when you're in an adulthood and kind of going through these feelings and understanding the dynamics it is just so relieving Mm. and you get like this just like this pain from your chest and this weight from your shoulders of like Mm. wow I don't want to say like hey I want to just like blame like, let's blame our parents like i don't want it that way like we shouldn't do it that way because we need to also understand that our parents were acting that way because they had trauma yeah. right so also we talked about how cool it is that we are actually the first generation that is taking care of our shit <laughs> yes yes in a different way
1: like it's important to say that what you just said because our parents took also care of their shit but in just different dynamics right mm-hmm. we have the thing with our generation is that we have the luxury, actually, and the resources to actually think about that, right? That is true, yeah. And to actually get the 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 help or the knowledge about it even, right? My parents still, even though I do what I do, like my mom now, of course, changed a lot because she also went to therapy because of my story. But, yeah. but for my dad, for example, like he doesn't know anything about this world, mm. right? Like he has his own history of where he tried to get his shit together but he will never get on that level where i try now to get my shit together right yeah because he doesn't have the same tools exactly yeah Yeah. and it's very beautiful what you just said because i just want to to say that because a big part of the healing journey is really to understand that it was not your fault like your patterns are not your fault but it is our responsibility to heal exactly, them. Exactly, right? exactly.
0: It's not your fault, but yeah. it's your responsibility. Exactly, yeah. Mm. And it's it's hard. Like, of course,
1: it's not easy to say, but why do I need now to work on this shit if it's yeah. not like <laughs> me causing it? But yeah. it is really that if you don't take the responsibility for it, it will drive your life further, like with this pattern, right? Because yeah. those patterns drive your life. We all know this. That's like true. we, we all, all know this feeling of where we ask ourselves, why can't I change? a behavior why does it feel wrong but I can't do anything about it why am I like so helpless and it feels out of control and we can't seem to find answers and we feel not adulty right and um, it is hard but if we don't do this if we don't take on this this journey of self-healing and soul searching and everything and shadow work and stuff like that then it will drive our life. Like those those patterns will not just change. Like yeah. we need to look at them because those patterns are not there to protect us. Mm, like yeah, this is a different story true. now. Yeah. <laughs> like we go now into a different uh, topic. But it's just important to say those patterns are there to support us and to actually help us in a very like um, paradox way but this is why they will not go away if we don't change them if we don't look at the root cause of it right
0: and heal them right yeah Yeah. because i think this is also especially me having a yoga background we talk a lot about in yoga about your ego and like your ego mind and then your body and soul Mm -hmm. like just like separating them which is there is a separation but i also want to lift up that like you said those patterns came to actually like support us Mm -hmm. and and to like like we talked back then to just like that was the way that you survived exactly like and and if you kind of call it up just like oh it's an egoic mind it's something bad no Mm -hmm. it was a survival a way of survival that you knew Mm -hmm. that was the best way that you could do it because you didn't have any other information or tools or Mm -hmm. experience but now you do have it And now you can heal it. Now you can change it. Now you can create actually a pattern that serves you and serves others and is creating a positive vibration. Exactly. Yeah, this is it. So we are wrapping up this beautiful conversation with four questions. So I want to do this thing that for every guest that comes into my podcast, I want to ask these four questions. And they are just like, hmm. Out of curiosity. (laughs) So we start from the very light one and we go more deeper one. Okay, so the first one is, what is your favorite dessert? (laughs) Uh, My favorite dessert is
1: ice cream. I'm a sucker for ice cream. I had in Vienna, even with my friends, we did like this ranking where we went to the most like famous ice cream places and I can I have a rating system for them and I can show you and tell you in Vienna (laughs) which three ice creams are the best and there you should go.
0: Yeah. I'm curious which flavor then? (laughs) It mine is cookies.
1: Cookies. Yeah I'm Uh a cookies Mm. person. And do you
0: like the Italian what is it called? What is it called, the Italian ice cream?
1: The artisani. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Artisani.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes, Italian ice cream, handmade. All good. Yeah. Artisan ice cream. Okay. The second um, question is what lights up your inner fire? My inner fire.
1: Well, it is for sure my work. Like my I I feel my inner fire when I can feel this emotion of somebody telling me a problem or a situation and I can feel the tenseness of the topic. Mm-hmm. And then like I know I have the tools for it to make it feel lighter, right? Beautiful. And and this is what makes me like, I, I love this, I, there is no comparable feeling for me than when a client goes out from a session with me and I know I can, we both feel it, that like their system is lighter, it's more regulated, it's more in peace, their mind is more quiet, because we, we structured the problem, we found solutions to the problem, there is a hope, there is a path for it. And this is what makes me, like my heart opens up every time when I feel this feeling.
0: I think that's so beautiful. And I think it's also really healing because I got to say this that when I was teaching yoga and like, come, like, seeing when the people come into the classroom, they kind of, you know, mm, you can like sense that the energy is a bit tight, a bit stressed, and, you know, all that. And then comparing that energy to the energy after the class, Mm. it's just, it's so, mm, like, you said, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. Like, I could you know by just doing what I personally love like when I'm doing it the other people will heal and calm down and find peace and especially when people come and say to you like oh my god like I feel so good afterwards thank you like I think that's amazing yes yes so the third question is we're getting deeper Mm -hmm. (laughs) where do you feel most home at? This
1: is a very difficult question for me because I come from like basically three different cultures and I'm like, if you know me, you know that I'm a passionate nomad, which means (laughs) like I counted lately and it was like 13 times I already moved places in my life and countries also and um, continents even. So it's the topic of home and finding home in myself is a very deep question for me still. That I'm still pondering on, and still I need to find the question for it. But for now, I think um, it sounds weird, but what what comes intuitively, I would say, like in freedom, like mm-hmm. I feel the most home when I'm free, like when I can express myself, um, business wise, when I can help people, when I can live wherever I want to live, right? And in this freedom of always knowing that i can change my path anytime and i have the resources for it this is when my system feels at home and when i feel and then it doesn't matter where i am right yeah it's just this i when i feel trapped or when i feel that i don't have anywhere like i can't really do the next step this is where i don't feel safe anymore right
0: right? i resonate with that Beautiful answer, oh, and you, you know I just remembered what the Italian ice cream is. What? <laughs> it's gelato. Ah, gelato. Ah, gelato. See. <laughs> si. Okay. Um. So the last question and the deepest question is: your wildest dream you haven't yet reached.
1: Well, my wildest dream is for sure to have a retreat center. Mm-hmm. Like this is. But a special one, right? (laughs) Because it should be a retreat center where... Because I thought about how can I serve this planet Earth the most, right? Mm -hmm. What is the, the most effective way that I can actually serve as many people as I can? And the answer was by teaching other people to do what I do right it's not cause my time is limited if i would work on one on, with one on one clients right it i will not be my capacity will not be that big as if i would just take my time and teach other people how to help other people right
0: beautiful and <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that you want that, but beautiful. Yeah, I going to be on the list. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, and this is what I want to do. Like, uh, just a healing center where I do my education, where I teach people how to do this, where other healers and uh, practitioners can come into. Like, I will combine it with yoga or with meditation or with other like uh, therapy methods. But it should just be a healing place to to share my 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 gifts in Mm. this lifetime that i have on this earth to just spread as much knowledge and healing as possible
0: you know what was my answer when Mm. this uh question was actually asked from a buddhist teacher Mm. in thailand when i was doing my yoga teacher training um and my answer was that i want to create a place where everyone feels home at Mm. And now when you just talked about this, that people can just come in Mm. and connect and just create this space. I was like, our dreams are aligned, (laughs) yay. We should do so many things together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is a starting point, right? Well, you guys, thank you so much for your time, for listening, me and Tam here being on a fire (laughs) 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 and just talking about these great things let us know like your insights and what kind of thoughts woke up we would love to hear from you send us a dm in instagram and other than that keep it up
1: yeah and thank you for having me thank you for listening to my journey and um yeah do the work people yeah. start doing the work it's the most beautiful thing on earth
0: healing yourself is a big gift. Exactly. The biggest gift you can give for your grandchildren and children. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you guys. Have a good day. Ciao. Ciao. I got you for soul on my true collectible ball. In my so supreme number 1 this cyber ball. I do what I want when I want and how I want it. Leave you with the one and yeah, the how ball. I got you for soul on my true collectible ball number one desirable I do what I want when I want and how I want it
1: Leave you with that one. you.